0: Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McKusick. Uh, we're here with an interesting short episode today with somebody uh, who has got a hypothesis that's kind of interesting about the divisional play, particularly the adjustments made in the second half, and how that might have compromised the AFCC game planning and, and uh, what happened in that championship game. Ben Nihal is here to join us. Ben, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Ken. I appreciate you coming on. So uh, tell us at a high level
2: kind of what the what the theory is theory is um, that the Ravens were just playing really well. They made their adjustments in the second half. Uh, the first half was a little clunky, obviously. Came out with a nice like, quick passing attack. They were running the ball well. Um, and it seemed to me that they kind of really wanted to pile it on in some cases. They broke out the QB sweep uh, pass to Likely, something that we've seen them do a few times. And then kind of late in the game, they could be running it down pretty far into the fourth quarter, and they break out the little... Stanley Escort, um, kind of a kind of a really nice fourth and short or just a general short yardage play that, you know, I don't know that we needed to do on second and five. We get like this great moment from Lamar running up the tunnel. It's a lot of fun. I know you were at the game, Ken. So uh, there was some value in that, of course, but it seemed to me like those might have been some things they wanted to keep in their pocket one more week or two.
0: All right. So uh, maybe we start with the 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 Stanley play in particular. So this is if I recall, that was on fourth and one. Right. They converted. So we saw it. it
2: the first time, like 50 yard line, fourth and one it was the second drive uh, in the second half. And like they were yeah, they were showing signs of stalling out a little bit. It seemed like uh, the third and sec, third and two play wasn't great. So I liked it. I mean, it was a great play at the time. And Lamar takes it a good 15 plus yards, I think, if I remember right. <laughs> That,
0: that set them up and as part of the big 24 to nothing second half. And I guess exactly. this, they were up seven, I think at the time. And so it would have been, exactly. they would have given the ball back to them. Oh, it was a mid-field. big time.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was a big time play call for sure. And there was something where if you watch the Wired or something else where Harbaugh kind of said something to Stanley, about making an improvisation. Uh, I was watching something else where there was some discussion that that might've been called that way. Maybe it's read by Lamar. I, I guess we can't really know for sure either way.
0: Well, one of the things about that play is that Stanley uh had had tried to they'd run a similar play where Stanley had to right, make a block right, right. on the left side. That
2: would seem like a vote off schedule, if I remember right, that, that first time where Lamar was hoping Stanley did something and it didn't quite happen that way, and I guess. Stanley, of course, tried to give him his hand <laughs> yeah. bring him up and uh and uh <laughs> He was lying on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, I always love when you see something like that from Lamar. We don't we don't always get those moments, so I'll, I always uh, enjoy when we see a little fire from him like that. That's
0: what, that's what you get robbed of, by the way, in terms of understanding football when they pan away
2: to Taylor Smith. Right, right. Exactly. right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, you'd, you'd miss that. You're right, of- you're right. I, I'm always for more Lamar content, and what I'll say is we were robbed of a great wire. It seemed like he was the guy with the microphone on in the championship game. Yeah.
0: All right. So they they came back great second half in that game. You you talked about that play. There was another.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean the first fourth and short, I mean, you're, you're totally right. Super high leverage that really got things rolling. Um, But then if you like kind of follow that drive, they get the little offside at the end of the third quarter. Um, So they're looking at a first and five coming into the fourth quarter, get a nice little four yard run second and one you're in the red zone and uh, they break out the sweep and it's like, great. I mean, I, they, They've shown that a few times before, like 2022. We saw that to likely in the saints game um, earlier this year when they were really trying to, it was either, it was a Greg Olson game. I can't remember if it was lions or Seahawks um, and kind of Olson called it out as he was, as it was happening, that the, the pass was off of it. so I don't know like they've shown it before maybe the chiefs would have been all over that anyway but it seemed to me like a nice high red zone look that they definitely didn't need to give their on second and one uh red zone against the Texans.
0: Okay. So I'm looking at this at the second at okay, second and one they had Gus Edwards left end for 5 yards is that the play we're talking about?
2: We're talking about um the the play setting it up you're saying.
0: No, I'm 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 really looking at the I'm looking for the sweep play you're describing. Oh no, a sweep! Quarter. I mean,
2: like um, Lamar, Lamar showing that he's going to run the sweep and then throw in it up high for likely. And it's uh, the there you go. up high from likely. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that was that was early in Q4, um, the right, exactly. second play of the of that uh, quarter. Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely, a, a, you know, I'm not going to say they haven't used it at all, but it probably hasn't worked out exactly that way with a pass to the tight end. Maybe in 2023.
2: Right. They, they got a, they got one to Andrews where it was like right down to I think literally the one yard line. Um, it didn't punch it in or maybe he did actually extend. No, it, that's I the, is that the,
0: is that the play where, um, in the Cincinnati game where Wilson tackled him at the one?
2: No, I'm thinking earlier where it was, where it was Olson, Olson calling okay. it out as it was happening, but regardless, I mean, it, it's a nice look. I uh, mean, you know, everybody's rolling, rolling out, showing the quarterback run. Lamar puts it up high, um, I don't know. I feel like that's one where, you know, you could just as easily make a case for second and one, run it, run it three times. You're, you're, you know, you're first and goal at that point Um, you keep milking the clock, but to your point before, it was also only a seven point game at that point. So the momentum of getting that nice 14 point lead sure, sure uh, was great as well. Okay. So
0: the idea is that, that having those two plays in the divisional game, compromised what they could use in terms of the comeback?
2: I don't know if it even compromised. I think it was more – that was kind of where I was coming in with it as I rewatched the second half. Maybe it doesn't compromise. It almost was like they were looking to kind of break out all these plays that were almost in the – looking to like run the score up a little bit more, make make the score box score look a little bit better. You get Lamar pass. And then my, my point was as well with uh, showing the Stanley Escort play yet again to cap the third drive in the second half – I mean, it was, like I said, it was a beautiful moment for uh, for the home team there. But um, once again, they probably could have just handed it off. Hill was running it really well. Maybe they give Cook a nice little, like, red zone touch there at that point. Okay. So uh,
0: other things they could have done, the Chiefs had to be ready for an awful lot of stuff in that AFC Championship game, I guess I would I would say. Absolutely. uh this, Stanley, <laughs> it's just a small part of it, honestly, in terms of right. – of what's, uh, what's going on. But he was very effective uh, uh, getting out in front of plays those last four games of the season. Actually, actually gives me a lot of confidence in Stanley for 24. Renewed confidence. Let's say not a lot of confidence.
2: Yeah, I remember things trending that way kind of down the stretch. The rotation uh, was certainly a unique uh, move for the Ravens to break out, but it seemed to work out well. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the fact that the thing for me was that they really – I don't remember them doing the Stanley little rollout play before. You said you had remembered them at least once this year, but the fact that we saw it twice in the same game was kind of surprising to me, also.
0: I'm trying to remember if it was the Seahawks or the Lions, but a very similar fourth and one play where yeah. Stanley got yes, out, out yes, in front of it and nine or ten yards. Oh, he
2: escorted there. the guy all the way to the sideline, yeah. didn't he? Right, right into the
0: sure. into the into the trench,
2: right? Right. <laughs> yeah, so yes. Okay. So there you go. Right. Yeah. And that was another situation where they're pulling out some of these stops where, once again, the, the game's decided at that point.
0: Uh, probably true. I, I'm trying to remember exactly where they were in that game, but it was, it was probably right. 14 to nothing or 21 to nothing already. Right. And, yeah, they, right. were, they were getting more ahead. Uh, OK, well, then let's, let's transport this forward to the Chiefs game and, and maybe talk a little bit about what they might have done differently there.
2: It's so, I mean, it's so hard to say I, I, the my main takeaway from watching the Texans like second half again, just for this exercise is, and I watched the whole the whole offense was that I mean, they were running the ball so well. I hate to just be that guy that's talking about the running back attempts. But it was really interesting to also see again in the Texans game Lamar running and he was not only was he taking a lot of options to run. It seemed like they had designed a few the first rushing touchdown where things were really spread out. They've got Edwards leading him down there. So I don't know, like it's just so surprised that we didn't see any of that either in the in the Chiefs game. I know all the talk's been about the running back carries, but the thing about the Texans game was Lamar was really really running it. Yeah, yeah, he ran it effectively, and they ran it effectively with with everybody in exactly, that game in the exactly. second
0: half.
2: Um, Hill, it was one of the better games I can remember from Hill. Also, just the way it looked. Right. I mean, he was he was really looking fast and powerful in that Texans game. Yeah. I mean it,
0: it, there are things to do. I'm I'm not in any way relieving Monken of failing to establish a, a, a run game because I think one of the things that the Ravens really needed to do in that game was to stay multiple. But if you're right, talking right. about the primary three villains that the Ravens faithful like to blame on this, it seems like number 1 is Harbaugh in the group, number number 2 is Monken and number 3 is Lamar. I'd have the order differently. I'd have Harbaugh at the
2: bottom with Monk in number one and, and, and Lamar number two. I would too. I mean, I I, I kind of feel similarly. It's just it's just the stress level was so high. It just felt like, you know, the score was tight and it just felt like we were trying to, you know, there's no 14-point play, obviously, but it seemed mm-hmm. like that we were, or we got the little mic'd up moment where Lamar's saying, you know, it was tied up if the, if the strip sack didn't happen. And I, I wonder if that was the best way for him to be viewing it. He wanted so badly to just tie it up and have this big, you know, big uh defeat of Mahomes, of course.
0: Right. Well he 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 definitely held that ball too long on the strip sack in terms of uh, of, of what he did. But um you know they they it's just part of how the other team adjusts to you forces you to readjust. And the Ravens obviously were a little bit slower to readjust, but um, part of the reason I'm upset, but not as upset as other people are about only there being six carries, but from the running backs in this game was that they, they, the, if the chiefs are going to be run blitzing all the time and blitzes effectively are all right, run right. blitzes, Absolutely. You, know, you, you, you have to find a way to beat that with quick passes. Yeah, uh, And those quick passes can, can be deep by the way, because it only takes about 2.1 seconds to get out a pass that can be caught 40 yards downfield. That's the old Walsh timing of, of right, the play. Right. And includes the
2: Dolphins offense this year, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it, it, it certainly could be something that that, that they do that way. But, uh, um, you yeah, know, I, th- I think part of the issue was Spagnuolo found something that they were effective doing, and they really failed to find the counter for that. And as many times as they continued to fail to find what would really work against that, Lamar tried to take the game more and more into his own hands.
2: Just hitting back there. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, just uh, right. The quick, that was the other thing with the Texans game was the quick passing attack was really, they really figured it out. I mean.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: I, I think of a few games where we see Lamar. I almost think of the comparison I initially made was the uh, Monday night game comeback against the Colts where we saw them in the second half yep. just going crazy with the short passing game. We almost never see Lamar just throwing like 20, you know, passes or whatever it was under 510 yards um and it seemed like that would have been there for them in the uh in the chiefs game as well right it's an excellent point Ken. yeah
0: as they that that you're talking about the colts game in 21 when they had exactly. the great comeback one in overtime yeah. that game their last four drives of the game i think it was their last four drives it might have even be longer than that but it was at least their last four
2: drives where they yeah. scored
0: each one they did not reach third down on any of Right.
2: right yeah. Exactly. I mean the aggressiveness to just be to truly say we're we're being pass first in the situation, um, with the tempo also. And I mean, of course, we don't often see that kind of up-tempo looked in the Ravens either. Sustained up tempo, I guess, if you would. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing about coming back, um, the other thing about coming back to the uh, Chiefs game is, and talking about some of these specialty fourth and short plays is we never even found ourselves in that situation that much. So maybe they wouldn't have broken out the little Stanley play or whatever it was. We saw them with the uh, the one QB keeper in the first quarter there. Right.
0: There are a team where you get behind the sticks and you're in a lot of trouble because the strength of the team is at corner. They're very willing to to pass and let their sticky corners you know, play tight and, and see if they can win and they were effective doing it and obviously Lamar you know all quarterbacks have trouble with with the that sort of pressure um some are able to to read hot and go very quickly but you know Chiefs are a team that are, is is you know they're they're literally their their best strength on defense other than Chris Jones is their three starting cornerbacks um who are just all outstanding so they they really um put the Ravens in a bad position they sure did yeah All right. Uh, Other other things about this game about that that disappointed you about the AFC game in terms of what they could have done differently?
2: No, I mean, the the other disappointing thing was just uh, the fact that when you watch it again, that you see just that despite all of our talk about a bad game plan and all of that, it really comes down to one or two plays and, uh, you know, you, you hate to think of. Being a fan and reliving that, we really hate to think of the player having to relive some of those tough moments, Um, thinking about, you know, some tough fourth quarter decisions from Lamar there and, uh, of course, the fumble at the goal line you
0: had some notes in some that you sent me and one of them was why not show a Duvernay sweep or something else different against the chiefs and this is something that I kind or of even kept... the week
2: before right like why not put that on tape against the Texans that's kind of where I was going also why not in one of those late late game you're running it you know over and over again why not break out a little sweep action or something like that
0: and they they had Hill uh, you know they had four speed guys on this team entering camp They had Hill. They have Keaton Mitchell, and they got about as much as they could out of those two guys as you possibly can. Yep. Flowers, they used too much on gadget plays, and they needed to speed more down the field. But the one guy who's underutilized this year is Duvernay, and they could have gotten him in for more gadgetry as the season rolled on. Uh, still, after he came back from the injury, he looked pretty good returning the football.
2: Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, you know, I I was thinking going back to that 21 season again, or maybe I guess it was actually the 20 season. We saw a lot of that jet action with Dobbins kind of in a two back look where we saw Dobbins on a sweep a lot. And I always thought that they would maybe give us some of Keaton Mitchell in that role. But of course, um, Duvernay just just fine. We saw Bateman get one of those sweeps one time this year. So, I mean, they, they've mixed it up a little bit, but it didn't seem like we saw a lot of that them actually giving the ball on the jet late in the season.
0: Yeah, they did, they did definitely did not do too much of that. Mitchell became a tremendous weapon, and this is really give, just give us an idea of just how much we missed Mitchell for this for the game against the Chiefs. He a tremendous weapon in the draw. I mean, Hill mm. was at times too, but but just getting him the ball when and, and allowing those uh, um, pass rushers to run themselves, rush themselves out of position. And in that Chiefs game, I thought one of the things that, that there was an opportunity was the Chiefs got past the pocket a fair amount in this game. So they had their guys rushing south of the pocket, to, you know, blocked 12 to 6, as I call it, which opens up you know, lanes to run, but, uh, but they couldn't really take advantage of it. And Lamar didn't take advantage of it and they couldn't also do it with the draw as well, which, uh, which is one great way to do it. Some of Keaton Mitchell's big plays
2: early in the year against the Lions and um, against other Seahawks um, were on just such plays. It's a great point. I mean, his running style is so unique out of that kind of look. I, I remember that noticing that just, just if you just watch the highlights again and uh yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the timetable we can look at for, uh, for him will look like, but I, I'm still excited that, that he was such a great find. And hopefully we'll see some some big things from him still in the next few years.
0: Yeah, I I've, you know I hope all of the second season is not wasted, but it I, I am immediately concerned that that's the case and that he won't he won't he'll ramp up to be something like a shadow of himself by the end of the second year, and then hopefully by the third year he's okay again. It reminds me a lot of the web injury in terms of its seriousness to to a young player. Um, you know, getting hurt like this just is just terrible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I think the Ravens are always going to take this cautious approach now after what's happened the last few years, especially, um, especially the direct comparison to Dobbins, of course. But I mean, I kind of think of the Brees Hall and the Jets situation. He looked pretty good this year coming off of a pretty similar injury. I I think the timing was a little earlier in the year than the Keaton Mitchell injury, but I think it just depends on the athlete and the injury sometimes. I mean, I'm certainly not a doctor, but uh, right. I, I have my fingers crossed for Keaton Mitchell, that's for sure.
0: Do you happen to know when Brees Hall was injured? I'm going to just see if I can look at it and see. By I'm
2: thinking being. it's week five or six, uh, pretty early in the season, if I remember right. Relatively okay. early, at least. And Mitchell Mitchell was relatively late, I guess, if you will. And he he played
0: the whole season for the Jets this year and looked good. But I'm going to look. He was at looking good years.
2: week one this year. Yeah, I mean, um, just from like a fan's perspective, I remember a lot of conversation about that. And yeah, he kind of started fast and he played he played well the whole year. Okay, so week seven for Hall
0: last there you year. Go. Yeah. And so if it were and it was what week fifteen or something for Mitchell? Yeah. 14, 15, if, I, if I'm okay. remembering right.
1: So
2: that's a tough one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're probably looking at the middle of the year before he's back. If it's if uh at a worst case, probably because because Hall had to probably
2: be ready in the preseason at some point when if he's right. if he's out there playing week one with a fairly full workload. All right. Seems like the Ravens have shown us the way that they want to like ramp ramp these guys up and get the full week or two of practice in, um, whatever it might be. So I'm, I'm sure they'll, it'll be a while, like you said, before we see them next year.
0: One other thing I want to talk about while you're here is whether or not you're buying into any of the notion that um, getting a particular player hmm. like Henry or like some other running back is going to completely change the situation for a game like this.
2: Oh, for a game like this. I mean, I, I've seen it both ways, right? I mean, the argument there's there's certainly an argument that what if they only gave Henry six carries, uh, or you know, you know how Dobbins felt about his workload in uh, previous playoff games. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's a you know if there's more like money kind of uh, at stake on the running back or something like that or a bigger name maybe there would have been some of that. But that's a, that's a really good point. I didn't think of it like that. I, I I just I I'm
0: I'm not a believer that that's really the driving factor here. And I think basically yeah. what what happened in the in in the run and pass situations is that first of all a lot of their run plays were actually RPOs. Yep. So they did many more of those this year. So they go to the they go to the mesh point and then they come out and throw. And that's an option play. I mean, Lamar has to decide on the fly whether he's gonna, gonna throw the ball or not. The other thing that they have is you know, times where they'll call two plays in the huddle and it's a check with me kind of play mm. at the line of scrimmage, or it's a check play at the line of scrimmage, and, and Lamar could look at the defense, see the is coming. Go to the pass, and you know because the, the, you're going to have less success with the run. You want to get the ball over the defense to the, to the degree you can, uh, or go to some play that'd be effective. And whatever he had as his as his other play, just what he wasn't able to hit or wasn't particularly effective. And I, I just I don't think personnel changes per se were going to fix this. It had to be like what are, what are the option between plays or some of that. Maybe if if you have RPOs you're relying on, which take a while to develop that you probably needed a faster way to get your play um, taken care of. And they did that against the Texans, so they certainly knew how to create a fast-paced offense. Uh, the question just was, you know, could they do it against the, the Texans' absolutely terrible secondary? Even Daryl Stingley had had, a, had not a great year in terms of yards per target versus the Chiefs' outstanding secondary and, and all they bring to the table.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you could totally see why Lamar might want to go out of some of those plays. I mean, there were a few first and tens where they ran it. I'm thinking of Tranquil absolutely stuffing one and Reed came in and kind of blew mm-hmm. one up um, both in the first half. If I remember right in the Chiefs game and, uh, you know, it, I understand why they wanted to get away from it. They felt like they were losing the two possessions coming in. The Chiefs getting the ball in the second half, but the defense did what they needed to do. And if a more patient approach probably would have been the way to go ultimately. All right.
0: All right, well, I appreciate having you on, Ben. This is a great topic, worth discussing. Um, tell folks where they can talk football with you online.
2: Thanks so much, Ken. Yeah, I'm uh, not talking a ton of football, but you'll find me chipping in here and there at Classic Me Hall on uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for letting me do this with you, Ken, I appreciate oh, it. Absolutely, love to have you back, Ben. And by the way, if you want to
0: be one of the people who does a uh, individual raven from the past that was your favorite, I'll be looking forward to your selection. Absolutely. We've got a bunch now in, uh, some really weird ones. We have somebody who wants to do Laquan Williams already. <laughs> and we have about four people who want to do Jarrett Johnson. So he's already taken.
2: But otherwise. What uh, about Tory Smith?
0: Tor, uh, Torrey Smith is a fairly high. That's too high profile. <laughs> but I don't have a problem with that. We have somebody who wanted Derek Mason already. We had somebody who wanted a deal with Thomas. Those are certainly great things. So I'm marking you down here. I love it. All right outstanding uh other folks out there you know what the series is just hit me up dm's always open on twitter uh i'll uh, look for your so if you want to get your player in just s- send it to me by dm and say hey ken i'd like to do you know uh chad williams or, or ralph Staten or somebody else high priority and high value is given to any ravens prior to 2000 okay so i'd really like to hear from you if you want to do a player before 2000 uh, but otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm always interested. I always had Larry Webster is another player has already taken. So it's a kind of an interesting, he did actually play for the Ravens before okay. 2000. So that's a yes. good one, but uh, Ben, appreciate you coming on. Thanks again, Ken. And we'll talk to you next time on film study.